Yes. Hello. It's Von Rodson on Face for Goddamn Radio. And on this episode, we have a new friend, but not a newcomer to the uh, e-grind scene. It is Matt from Corvid K9. I'm, 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 I want to get a lot of people from the e-grind, from the old e-grind scene on here. And hopefully next year, we'll really get into everybody. Everybody, everybody, you know? I had Josh. I had Mark from Gozer. And now I've got Matt from Corvid K9. Maybe Digo Texas will do a split with soon, eh? Anyway, here we go. What's up, people? Welcome to uh, Face for Goddamn Radio. This is your host, Son Ronson, aka Cory Monster. And I'm here with a somewhat new friend of mine. This is Matt from Corvid K9. Hello. Now, I, I I only recently heard Corvid K9's music, probably like a year, was it a year? Wow, wow, wow. And maybe two years ago, something like that. I know um, you had to split with Minitel, and I think uh, it was around yeah. then. But so I, yeah, I think, hmm? or, yeah, I think that was like 2017 or something like that. Yes, okay. So yeah, that's when I heard you around then, because... Um, You've been doing this a very, very long time. I look at the uh, Bandcamp discography. It goes all the way back to, like, 2012. Were you doing anything before 2012, or is that, like, the beginning of that project? So, Corvid K9 has actually been a thing since 2009. Um, I released, like, three albums uh, between, like, uh, mid-2009 and 2010 that have all been um, kind of disowned and taken off the internet because, um, weirdly enough, it started as a primarily, like, Christian black metal industrial type project. Oh, um, yeah. But my uh, my worldview changed dramatically since then. Um, so those three albums, uh, they're kind of like if you dig hard enough, you may be able to find where somebody's archived them. But I've tried to like wipe those off the internet. Um, the first like real uh, kind of official rebirth of Corvid Canine uh, was in 2010. Um, a release that I actually went back and like remastered that it's called the creature EP. Um, it's kind of a hot mess. Um, but that's when I kind of started working with like the really abrasive, like grindy type sound. Um, and then, you know, and a couple years later I'd, uh, remastered it, but that's kind of the earliest, um, iteration, um, of kind of Corvican as we know it. Excellent. Now you have gone through many, many, Many styles here. It's like nearly every release is different in some way. And I just kind of like to know, like maybe what influenced what what influenced some of it. Um, maybe how you thought to go in certain directions. Or I think there's a there's a lot of stuff here. It's great. I great. the first stuff I heard was of course like the grind gay stuff and like around then. Because basically, mm-hmm. I was just looking for that tag because I was like, someone else has got to be using this tag. So, <laughs> so Corvid Canine um, has always, since it's kind of like my most personal project, I just I have no real limits on what I do with it. 
It's like if there's a sound that I want to explore, there's a mood, there's an idea, if there's just something that I want to riff on um, for a couple songs or, you know, for a release, I just go with it. Um, and so, like, every release, it's like, that's why it's always so different. It's like I may go on, like, a total, like, I might go on a slam kick, and so I may, you know, I put out a, oh, what is, there's some EP I put out that was, like, kind of vaguely slammy influence. It's like, and I don't try to, like, stick... Um, too closely to like, okay, here's the conventions of the sound I want to explore. I just kind of, it's like, okay, I want to kind of mess with this and see what happens. And if it's something completely, totally different from what I was originally going with, awesome. If it's, you know, exactly what I was looking for, awesome. But um, it's just kind of, you know, I just, I, I do what I want. And uh, yeah, that's how, <laughs> that's how it happens. Um, Thank you. Yeah, probably my favorite one is still like the Grand Days EP, which about that I noticed the um, Japanese text. <laughs> so it's Utsukushiku uh, Shinderu, Dying Beautifully. Um, I speak a little Japanese. I've been learning off and on uh, since like 2015. Wow. I suck at it. Um, but uh, I know just enough to like write bits and pieces of like songs and shorter songs uh, in Japanese and read a little bit. Um, but yeah, I yeah you know, I'm a I'm a weeb. I've been a weeb since I was a kid. Um, I'm not even a particularly good one. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just uh, I like to read a lot of like Japanese post-war classics. Um, I like haikus, and of course, I love 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 J. Um, so that's kind of where that influence comes from, but, uh, yeah, so that, that EP, um, weirdly enough, that is probably my most popular release by far, um, and it's something that I had a three-day weekend a couple years ago, and it's a sound that, like, I was kind of toying with, and I was, I was working night shift at the time, and so, you know, you get tired, you get a little, you know, get a little loopy, and I was driving home, and I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm doing this over this weekend. I'm just going to, you know, put out something. And so I just got home and, like, stayed up for a few more hours writing drum tracks. And then, like, three days I had the whole thing done and, like, on band camp. And then, on, you know, lo and behold, it's the one thing that, like, people give half a shit about. <laughs> uh, like, have, have you done releases like that a lot that way? I mean, like, just being able to, like, just pump one out in, like, two, three days or something like that? So, my releases, they, um, they kind of go back and forth between I'll, you know, pick at something for, like, half a year, um, up to a year, um, and then some releases just, like, I'll get a burst of inspiration, and then in a weekend, you know, or a week, I'll pump out, like, an eight-song, uh, release. So, it kind of varies, but that was, um, but it's not uncommon, uh, but it's also pretty common for me to, like, again, just kind of slowly pick at multiple releases over the course of like half a year and then because I'm working on so much at once they kind of come out in like you know little waves so I still wind up releasing like you know five things just from Corbett Canine in a year. Wow so you I guess you still have some things that you were like kind of perfectionist about but other things you weren't? Yeah um it's I I'm not sure if I can quite call myself a perfectionist. Um, I, the, 
some things that kind of mean a little bit more to me or are a little bit more intricate, um, I will spend a little bit more time with. And some ideas that are, again, a little bit more built up, um, like something that's basic that's just like, you know, drums, guitar, bass, and vocals, I can easily hammer out, you know, in no time. Um, but, like, if I want to structure it weird, like use dice to come up with some crazy time signatures, or if I want to just pack it full of crazy-ass synths, like, that's something that I'll, I'll kind of poke at for, you know, months while I work on other stuff, too. Hmm. Now, um, I gotta ask, what kind of gear do you use to produce some of this? So, um, in the past, I've used uh, primarily, like, uh, they're not technically VSTs, but like Virtual Instruments and Logic Pro. That's the, do that's the DAW I use. Okay. Um, in terms of, uh, let's see, I actually have my, uh, luckily I have my interface right next to me. I just got this, like, shitty little Steinberg, uh, CL1 uh, interface that I run uh, like my live instruments through. I got a PD Millennium bass um, that I've had since I was like 14. Um, a PV Millennium, uh, it's just a Millennium series like regular guitar that I've had for about the same amount of time. Beautiful little axe. Uh, and then this year, I actually finally got a, a semi hollow, it was uh, Ibanez uh, Art Core. That I just kind of bought because I didn't want to send me hollow for a long time. So that's what I use in terms of like, you know, guitar and bass. Um, however, in the past like two years or so, I've started leaning more towards like live sims, like hardware stuff. Um, I've been using, uh, I got a, uh, picked up one of the pocket operator uh, PO32 tonics, and oh my god, I swear by that thing. It's my favorite drum machine aside from um, what I'd like to call my little French box of bullshit, which is like a Cyclone Analogic TT78. It's like a clone of the um, CR78, and I, aside from that, like, I fucking love the, the pocket operator. I got the sampler too, um, the 33 I've been using a lot of. Um, I've been using LSDJ, Nanoloop Mono, Nanoloop 2. Uh, I got one of those Korg Volca that I've been using. I got styloph Stylophone um, and then a couple of like random uh, synths that like a local guy makes. Um, and I've also recently fallen quite in love with the Casio VL tone, that shitty little uh, synth that they used in uh, Da 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 and with oh, wow. head in uh, Sweet Cup and Cakes in Homestar Runner cartoon. Wow. I haven't, I haven't watched that in forever. That might be the second time uh, Hormstar Runner has come up on the show. <laughs> oh, man. That shit was my life as a kid. Like, I fucking loved Homestar Runner. And when I found out this year that that keyboard was, like, a real keyboard, I was like, holy fuck, I need one. And so I, fought, I bought, like, a half-broken one on eBay. Um, <laughs> the same guy who makes some of these, like, little uh, smaller synths that I was telling you about, he, uh, he helped me fix it up some because it stopped playing, like, an hour after I had, you know, brought it home oh boy um, but yeah yeah that's I, I wonder do you do any live shows so i do and um kind of in keeping with everything else my live show is borderline nothing like what i do um recording the closest is uh uh Sugami no Koe, uh which is kind of a noise core release i put out a couple years ago um my live shows are 
they're much more harsh noise influenced. I'll usually have like the game LSDJ running like some drum loops, um, like run about as fast as they fucking can. Uh, I'll have like contact mics um, hooked up to some like distortion pedals in my computer and shit. And basically just go persona on the place and just, you know, throw shit, scream, you know, bang my head up against the wall. Wow. Just kind of, you know, go ape shit. When was the last time you were able to play live? So, funny enough, the last show I played live was, um, it was, oh, fuck, Friday the 13th, um, I think it was like March of this year because literally the next day everything went to shit. Like that oh, was like the last normal day I ever had. Um, and unfortunately, I, I I tried a new setup with my my set and it kind of sucked ass. Um, but uh, yeah, that was the uh, that was the last time I played live. Uh, okay, so you got to play one this year. That's good. I um, my band got to play one this year too in like February. Nice. So that was neat. We that that was yeah. At that point, we really didn't know anything was gonna be like this much of a mess. But I I I had I had oh, to yeah. ask about that because like everyone we know here, um, everyone we know in the city, that was they were all gonna were supposed to do like European tours and shit. It, it, it's crazy. Damn, like. I, I remember when all this was, was starting, um, so I work in a library, so, you know, I deal with the public, and uh, when all this was starting, you know, I was I was thinking back to, like, all the other scares we'd had with, like, you know, avian flu, West Nile, swine flu, and I was like, oh, when man. When measles came back shit. last year? Yeah, I was just like, you know, no, no, this isn't going to go that bad, this is going to, you know blow over no time and uh just no i've i vowed never to be optimistic ever again after that yeah the, the, this was definitely the year that should have killed all of that really i would think <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. so now the other thing i gotta ask about is um well your other project the well grind boy advance is that new that's new this year so, Grind Boy Advance, I actually started, um, I think it was 2017, because it was the same year that the Minotaur split dropped. Okay. So that's when I, that's when I uh, really got interested in, like, uh, working with, like, actual hardware to do, like, chiptune. Um, yeah, it was 17, because the, the demo 17. Unfortunately, the first release, uh, the LSDJ, like, programming was done on an emulator, because uh, I hadn't gotten my uh, my car at that point, and my I just kind of plugged it into my old Game Boy Color when I got the car, and unfortunately the poor thing was worse for the wear, so I just I didn't emulate it for that. But the um, the release that I came out with this year uh, was actually something that had been in development hell for like almost an entire year, Damn. Um, which is why it, it sounds very rough. Um, but I'm now I actually kind of know how to you know, mix it with LSDJ, how to actually, you know, synthesize drum sounds instead of just using the samples and shit, so, um, okay. so I need, I need to get my ass working on that, because uh, I do, I intend to drop a split with that soon, and then another, uh, full length hopefully soon, but right now I'm kind of focusing on, uh, more Corvid Canine stuff, I got two, two big ass releases I'm hoping to, uh, drop next year, and one of them being, like, a more grindy release. Okay. 
Excellent. Yeah, that that particular project I like a lot too because it just kind of takes me back to like 2003. So. Because <laughs> you know, of of the projects like that from that time that are still in existence, I really only know of one really. That of course being Bubblegum Octopus, who yeah. I'm still trying to get on here, but you know. Oh man, like that that'd be great. Fucking so so I so I owe my like love of Cybergrind, like what really got me into it to Bubblegum Octopus. Um it's like two thousand ten. I was uh I was freshman in college or actually sophomore at that point. Um but like I'd go on last FM and I would just like search random fucking tags looking for like new music. So like holy shit, you know I I, I had a very sheltered uh, a very sheltered uh, teenage years and childhood. So like when I was finally on my own in college, I was like, oh my god, I can listen to whatever the fuck I want. Right. Um, and so uh, I I stumbled across Cybergrind because someone I had overheard someone say the word grindcore at some point. Uh, and so I just kind of started exploring that, came across Cybergrind, and I came across Bubblegum Octopus and I Am Air. And I heard it was the uh, the album formerly known as A-Legged Dance Moves. Yes. And it split with Yadagarasu. And I was just like, holy fuck, I love this. I, like, this is this is my life now. Yadagarasu in particular was really good. Oh, I fucking love Yadagarasu. Like, I'm so upset... There, I almost played a show with him and Bubblegum Octopus, and it fell through, and I'm, I'm oh, still man. so fucking pissed about that to this day. Yeah, I I only got to see Bubblegum Bubble Octopus live, so. Like. I, yeah, I, I think, like, the probably my favorite show I've ever been to was seeing him live, and, oh, God, it was somewhere in Florida... Um, he played some, it was like a small little art gallery, and by the time he played, it was like one in the morning, and the people there were like me and the curator of the, uh, of the art gallery, and it was, it was so fucking good. It was when he was doing his, uh, tour with like a live band, um. Oh, okay, I didn't see him on that tour, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so fucking cool, like, they were all really cool, um. They put on a great show. Like that was the first time I'd ever stayed up for 24 hours straight. And it was <laughs> um, I was like, I was so tired. I was like hallucinating on the way home. I almost ran out of gas, but I was just like, it was so fucking dope. Like I, that's one of those things that I'm gonna like carry with me to like the grave. Is like, yeah, like I let it. Like I had a good life. I got to do this cool shit. I gotta ask him about that. I even forgot that um that was going on. Like. Yeah, I remember he was doing that. Uh, the last time I saw him was last year. So, he came to Brooklyn. Yeah, he um, he he and uh, Wadaboo almost stayed at my apartment. Um, but, uh, yeah, that fell through, too. I, I do remember that tour of Wadaboo. Yeah. <laughs> and considering and how many times he's gotten to play Japan, that's just like, oh, my God. Can you oh imagine that? <laughs> oh, like that's like that's one of those things I've I've always wanted to go to Japan, um, but to get to go and like actually like perform like other like crazy like harsh noise and like breakcore musicians and shit, it's just like 
Oh, I'm so jealous. So, being that you were, uh, how far did you uh, delve into Cybergrind when you were getting into it? Did you hear, like, urine arms and all that? Probably so, I heard, a, I didn't, alright, so, I'm trying to think about how deep, I didn't get super deep, because I kind of, I started leaning more in the direction of, like, uh, the more, like, Nintendo Core side of things. Okay. Because um, I didn't. Like, again, I, I just had, like, Last FM to go on, um, and I didn't know anybody in the scene or anything. And the uh, Nintendo Core tag was a little bit more robust at the time, at least. Because um, so what year was this? Yeah, this was 2010. Um, All right. This was, so this was right when, like, everything was, like, kind of winding down with, like, the MySpace. Yeah. Um, like, a lot I of those, out. A lot of those yeah. projects were, like... Um, a lot of those projects were gone, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I was... I, I found out about Gangastron literally, like, a month before they announced their, um... Their breakup. And I was... I was heartbroken. The hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. But they're back, so I'm... I, I'm cautiously optimistic about their, uh... About their new album. Yes, how do you feel about that? Because I have a feeling it's going to be almost completely different, but I'm kind of here for it. It was just kind of surprising that, like, the, I guess, one of the main guys left. That was very Yeah, Mookie Singerman, the, the vocalist. Um, so, I'm my prediction is that it's going to be much more, like, trendy, sludgy type stuff. Um... It's not going to be as grindy, which breaks my heart. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be more um, kind of like psychedelic sludgy um, with some electronics, uh, which I'm 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 sure will be still be cool because they they're fucking great musicians. Um, but uh, I, I'm a little um, I don't have my hopes super high. I almost wonder if it might be like this band called The Armed. Have you heard them yet? Uh, I can't say I'm familiar. They're, check, check them out. They're very interesting. I wasn't that into the last record they did, but like they were going for something like way out there where it's like they have a drummer, but they have all these synths going on and all that. It, some of it sounds like if Tyler the Creator made a metalcore record. But um, that'd be that'd be tight. I I'd listen to that. Yeah, um, that is also a band everyone needs to see before they die. That live show is unbelievable. I mean, you, it's like you're in the pitch darkness with like the, the fog going on, and there's these like three people walking around the crowd. Like, <laughs> I, I I'm gonna have to check that out. That sounds that sounds fucking dope. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely hard to find out when they're playing. Their shows just are just kind of pop up, it seems like. But if you find out one is happening, just go. I was like, between him and JPEG Mafia, that's two people I think everyone needs to see from now. Dope, dope. Yeah, I, yeah, like the like. I've always thought that like bands that just kind of like up and just do something like Bantana Row, shit like that, like that that kind of like playful. Uh, energy it's just it always leads to just a fucking killer show and just killer artistry in general 
Yeah, definitely give the last couple full lengths by the arms a listen. They've often they've also been doing this um what do they call it the the the, the um, isolate create thing they've been doing lately. That that's not just them, but they were the ones that started pretty much. So that that's a cool thing. I'm actually behind on it myself. They basically put stuff up and are just like sample all of this and make whatever you want out of it pretty much. I. I, I thought I was going to mess around with that, and I end up just messing with my own crap most of the time. But it's a very cool idea, and <laughs> probably be a good I thing to look, look into it. Oh, yeah, I think you definitely do something crazy with that. Yeah, I'll have to look that up, because I actually haven't heard of that. Um, I'm kind of bad about being a hermit. Um, it's actually like getting other people to even like uh collaborate with me even if i know that they're great people and that they're like better musicians than i will ever be i just i, I always have a weird thing about uh, working with other people keeping up with what's even going on so i, I need to be better about that yeah yeah that's definitely yeah, very cool so i gotta ask are you following any current anime or no so the last anime that I watched, I believe, was Carol and Tuesday. Um, the Netflix I still gotta one. see that. Oh. I still have to see that. Like, that wasn't on. Oh, I thought that was on. The... Oh no, it wasn't on Adult Swim, was it? It wasn't on. No, the... it. Yeah, it was a, a Netflix exclusive. Okay, so it's probably still up there now. That's the that's the latest show by um, Cowboy Bebop wow. guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It, oh, it's it's so fucking good. The music is top notch. The characterization, the writing is just it's phenomenal. The ending falls a little flat, but the journey makes it fucking worth it. It's it's so good. I highly recommend it. Can't be as bad as a trigger ending. <laughs> so, I admittedly I I haven't watched a trigger anime all the way through. Like I've seen a few episodes of like I watched a little bit of uh, Little Witch Academy. Um, I mean, apparently that's the best one, but like, Kill la Kill, that had a total cop-out ending. That the show was great, but once you get to the end of it, you're like, um, wait, did you forget you were even doing anything here? What's going on? <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm like real disappointed with that studio. And but I, I have I have to bring it up because I got into that conversation with two people on the same bloody night this week. <laughs> Of like two people, like, two people I know had just finished watching that, and they were like, "So, what was, so what was it that you didn't like about that ending?" And I was like, "Yeah, they just kind of it wasn't satisfying." And they were like, "Yeah, it, it kind of wasn't." So. Yeah, um, the the ending of I'm not gonna spoil it, but the uh, the ending of Carol and Tuesday, it's like it's it's serviceable. Um, but it's it's vastly eclipsed by just how great the rest of the show is, um, unfortunately. But I I absolutely highly recommend it if you ever get a chance to see it. I sort of feel that way about Samurai Shampoo a little bit, but not that much. So I I kind of like I liked the ending of Shampo- Samurai Shampoo. Um, I think it was uh, it worked and it was kind of. It kind of had that feeling of like, you know, in real life, things don't ever, you know, they, or they rarely ever get there, you know, very neat. 
um, tightly wrapped ending. It's just kind of like, you know, it ended and they all went their separate ways and it, it felt, it felt like a real life, you know, um, ending of a chapter of, you know, some people's lives rather than, uh, strictly a more anime one. Um, I don't know, that's the takeaway I took, so I, I kind of like the ending of it. It definitely left me wanting more, so I'll say that. Yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can vibe with that. Like, whereas, and I, I guess maybe I'm spoiled by, like, Cowboy Bebop, where it's like, to even make another, even, to even make another movie, they had to say, like, this happened in between these two episodes. Yeah, you, you, Cowboy Bebop, I don't, you can't really, I, again, I'm, I'm not, I haven't, you know, I'm no diehard anime fan, but I, I think it's going to be hard to find something that, um, something that just the whole package is, is as well executed as Cowboy Bebop. And it's something that kind of spoils spoils everything for somebody in a way. Yeah. I mean, the year that was on Adult Swim, it was kind of like a golden era in a way, but that's just because they used to just pick the cream of the crop out of everything yeah. and put it on. Not like now where it's just like Shonen Sunday, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Like I mean, I I mean I tell everyone to watch JoJo. I don't expect them to, but I tell everyone to watch JoJo. But you know, so I've I've seen a few episodes of JoJo. I've got a buddy who is like super fucking into it, and I remember when the uh, the uh, Stardust Crusaders fighting game like had come out like ages fucking ago. The Capcom one. Uh, yeah, the one that was on, like, the Dreamcast, I think. Dude, I love that thing so much. <laughs> so, so I remember it being a thing, but I never played it until, like, 2016, I think. I played it on Fightcade with the same buddy who's, like, super into JoJo. Yeah, exactly. You gotta find that on emulator now. Oh, yeah. Like, I... You know, thank thank God for fucking Fightcade and shit. Um, but, uh... You know, I... It's... It's one of those things that, like, I'm glad it exists. It's it's a great spectacle, but um, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot. It, it definitely is. And personally, I think if someone was going to watch just one season, I almost would have to say one of the last two, because part four is one of the only things that's like a Twin Peaks anime in this world and part two had this whole like body horror element to it so I would say maybe it maybe it does get better as it goes in a way but in general that's probably the last one I'm going to be like super fanatic about unless uh, I don't know the this adaptation of the Akira manga actually happens, which I, I've heard about in places, and apparently they do want to do that, but they haven't said whether it's actually going to happen or not, so. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, another anime that, like, people have been, like, ranting and raving about, uh, Beastars, and so, like, I know... I'm, you know Someone I'm mentioned that either... Wait, was that... Um, I think it was Josh that brought that show up. I'm trying to remember who brought that show up. No, no, no. Not Josh. Melinda. Melinda brought that up. <laughs> so, like, 
it's it's super well made and i really like the story i really like the characters lagoshi is a very relatable he's a really cool character um but it's I, I can't watch it. It's it's too there's there's too much to unpack um, in every single episode that I'm like I'm exhausted watching this. This is great. Y'all have fun with this, but I'm gonna have to tap out. This is like what somebody was saying about AEW wrestling the last two weeks <laughs> <laughs> with Crash TV or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I um definitely I didn't check that out considerably. It's probably kind of past my time in a way, but you know, it it it, it sounds like it might. I it, I'm trying to remember what it reminded me of when I first read about it. Not like Starship Troopers, but maybe a little bit of that. I don't know, but um yeah, that's like I, I'm busy with watching Attack on Titan four right now. That should be going the next couple of years, I think, because it's the end of it, and the manga's not finished. Yeah, so I was about to say, I thought that Attack on Titan ended. Like, I I, I watched, like, half of the first season, and then, you know, fell off with it. Um, but, like, yeah, I thought that that was, that it ended. Now, there are two more seasons, and it gets a lot, It I would say it gets better from, like, season two on season three on because you know that particular manga went through a couple different moods and no one thought they would go there so the so the more out there it went because you know it starts out you think it's just going to be just regular ass shonen and then like as it goes on you find out it's like wait you're doing all this it, it, it's very it's very strange and I've quite enjoyed it, but um, <laughs> the, the I'm I'm sure the current season will appear on Adult Swim in the next three weeks because they're never that far behind. So, yeah, but, people have talked. People have talked to who've like seen more than just like you know what I have. They've all said the same thing that you know past the first season it gets like a lot better and it gets a lot different. Um, thing is a lot of people have to say that because a lot of people can get past the first season because it's not i mean i don't dislike it but it's definitely better later on for sure i understand people watching the first season of it and being like oh what's the big deal (laughs) yeah i can i can see that i the the only reason that i really fell off with it um to begin with was just i'm bad at keeping up with shows um the only reason I like ever really see any series like through to the end is like me and my boyfriend will sit down and be like, "Hey, this anime looks cool. Let's watch it." Or you know, have you ever seen this? Like, no. And we'll just like binge watch it over a weekend. Otherwise, like I I'm terrible at keeping up with I'm terrible at keeping up with new music. I'm terrible at keeping up with shows. Um, and don't even ask me about like you know my movie habits because I'm like the things that everybody else has seen I have not seen. I'm as bad with movies as you are, probably. So, <laughs> right on, right on. It's like I still have to see uh, um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I didn't watch the original until April. So, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen Blade Runner at all. Um, although I do give myself props, I did, I did see uh, Ikiru by uh, Kurosawa. I think this was last year. Um, 
And that was fucking dope. I still have to watch a lot of that. So, Like, oh, when it comes to I classic do. Japanese directors, it's basically just, like, um, beat Takeshi that I really know about, so... Yeah, I just I just know Kurosawa. Um, I, I'd like to explore that more because I, I fucking love that like atmospheric black and white, um, like really you know dramatic uh, film style a whole lot. Right, so you said you're bad at keeping up with new music too. Have you heard anything in 2012 that you liked? Uh, in 2012 or 2020? Oh, oh God, wait. Is that what I said? <laughs> I meant 2020, yes. Um, yes, uh, and now that... Oh, yes, fucking Zombie Shark's new album. First Listen became, like, my new fucking favorite album I've ever fucking heard. The uh, I Will Destroy You, Myself, and Everything I've Ever Loved. It's just like, oh my god. It is... Uh, it's Silent Hill meets fucking... Um, Wadaboo meets fucking uh, Deftones condensed into like a can of monster. Like it's it's oh my god, I fucking love that album. Really? I I've heard yeah. that name uh, once or twice this year, but I haven't actually heard. It. I gotta check that out. Absolutely, like I I cannot recommend it enough. Um, and Corey's a really cool guy. Uh, he actually did the art for the Corby Canine shirts. Oh, okay. Actually. Yeah, he's actually um, done some artwork for one of the uh, two full lengths that I'm going to put out next year. Um, an album called, let's see if I can remember this, it's a fucking doozy. Uh, Broken Crepuscular Automonad of Wilt. <laughs> wow. Um, and he came up with some fucking amazing artwork for it. I can't wait to show it off, but I need to get my ass busy on the part of that. But anyway, um, yes. Zombie Shark's new album was fucking fantastic. Um... And I know as soon as, like, we sign off or we get on some other topic, I'm going to think of something else. Oh, uh, Eviscerax's new album. Um, Ascension Catalyst. Uh, it's like some, like, noise grind type stuff. Their, their older stuff was more, um, like, Discordance Axis type worship. Um, yeah, I, I definitely heard that stuff. Yeah, I like I've been a fan of like Eviscerax since like 2012, um, but their new album is, is fucking great too because they take it in more like a more esoteric and like noisy direction. Really? Okay, I gotta get that. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe you heard like Machine Girl or Fire Tools. Okay, so Fire Tools I'm not familiar with, but Machine Girl, I have the weirdest like so. By all accounts, I should fucking love Machine Girl because they do, you know, a lot of that, you know, DMB punk, like, you know, industrial cyberpunk type stuff. Um, things that, if you look at my interests, like musically and sonic, you know, aesthetically, should, che should check a ton of boxes. But for some reason, you know, I. I can't get into Machine Girl. Uh, like they're they're great. I know their live shows are apparently fantastic. Their music's good. I just I, for some reason it doesn't click with me. I'm up and down on it myself. So uh, what I heard was pretty decent. I just didn't really listen to it a third time. But yeah, I'm I'm up and down with it. 
it, it, in a way, it maybe is like a up, more upbeat version of what Urine Arms was doing back in the day, which uh, the the old Urine Arms albums are like insane. I ran, I I could go on all those for like 20 hours or something. Like I I still don't know how he was doing that. Like I always kind of wondered if maybe he played all the metal stuff himself and then just chopped it up. I st- I still don't know. No, he never he never explained it. And he basically does hip hop beats now. They're like really good hip hop beats. Like that dude. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how he's not producing for like Griselda or something. Yeah, or something. The dude's great. But yeah, I um had to bring that up. So what other projects do you have other than the main two? Okay. Um. A fuck ton. Um, so I have just in terms of Cyberground, I have one that's called Part E Foul, which is like um, it's kind of like hyper pop, bubblegum bass, um, uh, Cybergrind type stuff. It's very uh, very bratty and very gay. Um, it's if I just you know have a day that I want to be you know a fucking idiot and write some you know fun party jams, I got that, um, which has you know, been quiet this entire year because it's kind of hard to be hype about anything when, you know... Yeah, you I know. had a project like that. I had a project like that that I don't feel silly enough to do anymore, so... Hopefully, hopefully, um, I'll be able to, um, channel some of that again someday. There's that, um, let's see. Uh, there's another project I do, uh... Uh, 16 Busoto Tsubasa no Megami. It's like an anime um, gore grind uh, dystopian future project I do with another dude um, who, uh, the guy behind like Hypodermic Streamer 1990X, Jason. Um, 1990X? It's um, uh, the, the project's called Hypodermic Streamer 1990X. Oh, okay, okay. It's, it's not... Um, it's not 30XX. It's not that. Okay, okay, okay. I'm like the simply guy. <laughs> oh no no no. Um. No. I've got another. Let's see. God, I'm blanking. Um. I have another project that it's kind of a secret project, but it's one of those things that um, if you run across it, you will probably immediately know it's me. I'm just going to go as far as to say it's furry grind um it's very stupid but it is weirdly my most lucrative project um i have a uh like an ambient uh shoegazy droney noisy project called the sepia raven that's um actually as just a little bit younger than corvid canine like i think i started it in 2010 okay um, and it's uh yeah, it's, I don't release from it as often, but when I do, it's like, it'll be songs that are like, you know, 13, 15 minutes long, um, and I've got like a handful of other projects that have just like, um, gone by the wayside. I've got like a DMB project called Iridescent Werewolf, which was kind of a, a play on, you know, I've got the Sepia Raven, this one's gonna be, you know, kind of the opposite of that. Okay. Um, I have like a gore noise wall project uh, that oh, I've shit. Been in a while called Guilt Meditations that was basically like I would you know make a noise wall, put some glass beats behind it, and just get drunk and just you know talk about how much I hated myself in the microphone for like 15 minutes. Um, 
Yeah, and I've, I've got a couple others that I'm completely forgetting. Um, yeah, I, I, I work on too much shit at once. Now, I guess you, you said uh, the newest one started, I guess, after the point ten. Would you say the newest project is which? Uh, the newest project of mine... Um... Probably, um, in terms of projects that are, like, still going, the newest one may be Party Foul, because I started that in, in 2017, um, uh, the, um, that may be the new, no, 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 the newest one is actually the Gordonoise Wallet Project that started in, like, 2008, but again, I haven't put anything out. Just like the other ones. Hold on, I'll, I'll put I'll put it in the chat and <laughs> look at your own risk. It's super stupid. It's super not super not safe for work. But uh, <laughs> check it out. Your own. Okay. <laughs> and it's like it's it's not a like it's it's one of those things. It's like. People who know me, it's like, yeah, we know this is your project, but I don't own, don't really own up to it. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, this one's actually been going on for like, like weirdly enough, I've never played a show with it. Um, I don't, you know, I don't really do a whole lot of promo for. Like, I may, you know, tweet about it on Twitter or something. Um, but it is the project that gets talked about the most online. It's the project that has made the most money. Um, it's, I'm just like, I'm baffled because I'm like, I don't put nearly as much effort into this as I do anything else of mine, and yet it's, it's the project that people can see. And no one has attempted to invite that project to a convention. Um, sadly, no. Um, I've made jokes about like, hey, you know, FWA, why don't you book my, book my Yif Grind brand, band, <laughs> to play your, to play your con, um, but of course... Uh, that hasn't happened yet. Although, if given the chance, I would fucking do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, this this is this is very cool. Um, <laughs> that I I already I already looked at it. It's like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's one of those projects that it's like, like I never spend much time on the releases at all. It's one of those things. It's like, okay, I got an extra day this weekend. Um, I'm going to make an, one of these albums and just like sit down and like, you know, in the course of three days, go from scratch to, you know, mix and mastered on Bandcamp ready to go. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Thank you. um, hmm. anything else you want to bring up at the moment? <laughs> um, I do want to give a couple shout outs. Um, and I know I'm going to forget some people. Um, so Please forgive me. Um, I do want to shout out Jason, the guy that, you know, I told you, Hyperdermic Streamer, 1990X. Um, I want to shout out Zombie Shark. Um, I want to shout out Formaldehydra, uh, Dylan Hauser. He's one of my noise buddies from Florida. Uh, I want to shout out uh, Gloom Cocoon, Pizza Hell Studios, uh, Native America. Um, shit, I'm, I feel so bad I'm going to forget some 
totally amazing people. Um, and I'm blanking. Um, yeah, so that that's all I can think of for now. Um, and people I've forgotten, um, I'm very sorry, but you are all wonderful. Thank you all for everything. Um, hey, 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 it happens. It happens. <laughs> again, I, I warned you, I'm fucking awkward and terrible at talking to people. So, again, thank you for being so patient. Thank you for having me on the show. This is awesome. Hey, I'm the same way. I just wanted to shoot your shit with you for a bit because it was like, we've like never talked before and you're doing all this like bullshit from like, <laughs> like going back to the kind of stuff like me and everyone I know was doing like so far back. It's like you're like part of keeping part of keeping it alive, you know. So, thank you I, again. I, I really appreciate it. And this is this has been a lot of fun. Um, it's been really cool to talk to you because like I've known about your work for like I remember like when getting when getting into Cyberground. Like I remember coming across Kindergarten Hazing Ritual and being like, dude, this this shit's dope. Um, and like I remember coming across your grind gay stuff. So like. Like, I've been, like, familiar with your work for a while, and, like, when you asked me to be on the show, I was, like, telling my buddies, like, oh, my God, like, you know, one of the OG, like, cybergrind peoples actually, like, wants to hear what I have to say, like, and they were, like, oh, that's cool, and I'm, like, dude, it is cool, it's fucking awesome! Yes, because, uh, I still want to do a Decathexus split, also, so. Yes, I'm, I'm down with that, we need to, um, stay on me about that, because I told, as I said earlier, I'm horrible when it comes to like doing splits and collaborative stuff just because i'm i'm very fucking awkward and weird yeah and basically i have to write the stuff so like <laughs> i plan to be super busy with that project next year because part of what i'm going to try and do is just kind of put out a little lot of like short releases next year so those yeah. those split will be perfect for that i'm i was mixing stuff earlier today and of course, that takes forever when you're just doing like regular, oh, yeah. regular like guitar shit and all that. Like, it's like I haven't done chip tune in, in since KHR was like disbanded, basically. And you'd think it'd be a little easier, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it only gets harder because you learn more and you you know you you find ways to like make things sound better. To you know, and it takes more time, so it's like it makes you want to redo everything. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that's ain't that the fucking truth I mean, I'm over here with Reaper and I'm just like oh I learned a new thing oh shit I gotta apply that to everything I'm working on right now hey <laughs> oh god I know that feeling but yes thanks a lot for being on the show and uh maybe we'll do it again sometime or something like that I'm not sure but yeah it was very good talking to you and reading you about all that and Hell yeah! Thanks again, man. Like it's been awesome talking to you, and let's do it again. Let's do that split. Yeah, if they just ever come up to Georgia, I hope to meet you. Oh fuck yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks again. This has been Matt from Corporate K9 on Facebook Goddamn Radio, and uh, yeah, thanks again. Night. See ya. Thanks very much to Matt from Corbin K9 and all of his many other projects. Uh, check them all out on Bandcamp. I have included links in the description of the episode on Anchor or wherever you find this. Uh, um, they're all very good. I especially recommend the 
16, I don't really know what that says. It's in the, the, the name's in Japanese, folks, but there's a link in there. If you're into ping, gore grind stuff, uh, that's one you should really, really hear. Now, of course, this is the last show of 2020. Um, not really sure what the hell to say that hasn't already been said. Other than, if I catch you trying to redeem it in any way, I will cut you down. You understand? Cut. Fuck that shit. You're gonna sit here and try to claim that there's been worse years? No, we didn't exist. Fuck you. It's automatically better. Because we didn't exist. We weren't there. Non-existence is preferable. Anyway. Of course, I listened to a lot of music this year. A lot of music. I mean, there was really nothing else to do. Honestly. Once you finished uh, binge-watching whenever you did. I watched The Wire. Um, maybe you should have watched that. You probably already saw it, though. But yeah, I listened to a shitload of music this year, and you will hear all about it probably in February, because uh, stuff comes out in November and December, and that was way more true this year for some reason. Well, actually, I know why it was way more true. For, I know why it was way more true this year, because <laughs> everybody was making their album this year and was like, I'm not waiting till next year, fuck this. Um, hell, the homie Spider Down Trails are dropping the night I'm recording this, apparently. The night I'm recording this, Spider Down Trails are dropping. You see this? Yashira dropped two weeks ago. Um, what the fuck? There, Undergang, Undergang dropped... Uh, late last month, but no, Undergang dropped at the beginning of December. I have the tape here. I, 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 yeah, I have the tape right here. It's blue. Very, very, very good. And that, and, and, and that, like, shoved its way into my list. Like, just pushed everyone out of the way and shoved its way into my list. So, yeah. You, you, you will hear, uh, my list. I... I want to say February, because I'm just, like, kind of going through all this shit. And considering all the other shit I got into this year, <laughs> the list isn't going to be that different. It's going to be a little different. Eh? We're lucky there isn't a bunch of, like, Russian Doomer music on it. Although, one particular band that you may remember... Well, speaking on the last episode, it's probably going to be there. Most likely. Thetis has shown up on a few year-end lists. Unbelievable. That's about the only word I have right now. It gets more surreal every time it happens. It... Thanks, everyone, again, that picked up a CD, a tape, a record. Um, it, <laughs> uh, I can't believe the response to it. Um, 
we're about seven songs in on new material. So, as I probably said, every episode up to now. (laughs) We weren't seven songs in two episodes ago. Nah, um, we're, we're, we're getting pretty far since we started practicing again. We're getting pretty far, so, uh, I, I ho- hopefully expect some things ne- ne- next year or me even. I guess I can't really put a time frame on any of it yet. So you know what? I'm not going to. But we are doing stuff. Um... Everything else you'll hear about in another episode, because that's um, still going on. Um, the the uh, three seven five six four recording stuff is uh, uh, moving along. I I would say. The next release is now a split between Tetsuoshima and Shao Tucker. Spring of Drown Panda are not on that split anymore. Spring of Drown Panda are just dropping an EP with two songs. Cause they were the furthest along, and they were like, "We're not waiting for you yet." Sorry. Thanks for listening. Thanks to all the guests we had this year. Uh, thanks for even still following this, because we know I don't drop as often as I was supposed to. Because, well, crap. Basically, crap. That's why. Alright? That's why. But yeah, uh, um... Hopefully next year, I, I've got guests lined up for next year. It's just doing, it's just uh, lining up everyone, uh, getting getting the time set up and all that. So, you know, going on. Um, be safe. Um, don't, uh, wow. Don't get too excited about next year, guys. I, it, this is going to be very, very, Okay. Don't expect too much. I'm serious. You're gonna be even more miserable if you do. Just don't. Alright? Have a Christmas. Have a Hanukkah. Have a Kwanzaa. Have a new. Have a year. Um. I can't say much more. Um. You know. Try not to be dicks out there. This is Son Ronson on Face for Goddamn Radio. Signing off.